In this episode, I talk to Emily Maguire, who's a customer evangelist at Aweber. With lessons learned over a decade in tech, sending thousands of email campaigns and earning over 80 million in revenue, Emily loves sharing the mistakes and strategies of email marketing that's done well that connects with people. She believes in believes in empathetic and conversational emails talking to subscribers like they are actually human beings. Well, why not, of course? We explore newsletters, automation campaigns, segmentation, subject lines, and copywriting. So if you want to get a better return on investment for your email marketing, be sure to listen. Welcome to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. I'm Johnny Ross, founder and digital marketing strategist of Fleet Marketing. Each podcast, I'll be bringing you an expert to inspire you, to give you some great business growth takeaways, and to get you thinking about marketing and the bigger picture of how businesses can improve, adapt, and grow. I look forward to sharing this with you on each podcast. So here we go. Hi and welcome to another vlog, another podcast. We are live on LinkedIn. We're live on YouTube. We're live in the Facebook group. If you're listening, you're joining us on the podcast. Thanks for being here. Uh, Emily Maguire, we've got Emily Maguire with us today. How are you, Emily? I'm pretty well. It's nice and sunny here, so I'm happy. You're over in uh, Michigan, aren't you? Uh, Nice sunny morning then. Yep, I'm enjoying sun, sh- sunshine that I have sorely missed the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're desperate for some. Uh, and uh, yeah. you are a customer evangelist at uh, Aweber. You've been mm-hmm. in uh, tech for 10 years. You uh, have been uh, flying for email marketing for a good eight years, email consultant. Joined Aweber a couple of months ago. Um, what, why, what, what do you love about email, Emily? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, and only an email geek would get excited about that, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I started actually started my career in social media. Uh, and like a lot of social media folks, uh, they were like, you do internet, you can do this email thing too, right? And I was like, sure, yeah, why not? Let's give it a shot. And I quickly fell in love with it because uh, I feel like you really get an opportunity to build relationships in email uh, because you have the data necessary to do it. And so you can um, really follow people along where they are uh, in their relationship with your brand and your business and uh, keep building a relationship based on those stages. And so I geeked out on the uh, equally creative side and the analytical tech side as you're looking at. Um, automated campaigns and flows and all those kinds of things. So it hit all the notes for me. Yeah, fair enough. So there's some of the things that I want to get into today are how to build uh, a list, how to um, convert better, how to how to get your email campaigns to convert, uh, understanding the metrics, different copywriting uh, skills as well, and sort of how to how to get people to engage ultimately. Um, and we're and, uh, Curious for me because you know, I, I, like I was just saying before we started, Aweber. I, I I know Aweber for a long time, and if I think about back many years ago, when I think about some of the uh, when when tracking of links was very sort of 
quite new and you clicked a link and you'd sort of see some URL that sort of kept, that sort of had some numbers and, and change. Aweber were very early on doing this and we're, and we're, we're doing tracking campaigns. Now, of course, over the years, many uh, came into, into many platforms came in, dare we mention MailChimp, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, Aweber, well, you said they're a bit of a veteran. What's, what's the sort of journey they've been on and where are they positioned right now? Yeah, so Aweber is one of the original email service providers, one of the first on the scene, uh, which is really exciting to be able to learn from that veteran experience. People have been living and breathing it for decades. And, you know, as uh, as great that uh, that is, there are some challenges, like you mentioned, you know, new uh, the tech world and marketing tech is constantly evolving and there's always new products coming on the scene. And so um, with that, uh, well, and those new products, they fit a lot of different needs, right? Depending on your business and your brand and all those sort of things. So um, the, the great part about that is watching those brands and seeing, you know, what their successes and challenges are too, and how um, Aweber can stay on top of those needs that customers really uh, are, are thirsty for and getting their emails out faster, uh, and making sure the product is really simple and easy to use. Uh, because, you know, we deal with a lot of small businesses, so people who are wearing all of the hats, and so they really need a simple, easy to use a product. And that's where, um, you know, we've sort of stayed in uh, that lane, but also innovating on top of it. So uh, one of the first email service providers to, uh, in a, or, uh, to support AMP which is interactive elements in your emails. And not a lot of email service providers do that. So still innovating, still embracing the new developments in the marketing tech world, but also making sure it still serves the customers that um, depend on us. And I guess because of the longevity of Aweber, um, Aweber has a fantastic reputation in terms of uh, with email um uh hosts Bill. what's the right word sorry uh so therefore getting through spam filters i i would have thought is uh is something that aweber is quite good at doing yes we take that very seriously not every email service provider does so we want to be able to protect so any email that gets sent out is tracked to the server it's sent from and um so we make sure to protect the health of that server so that emails get served to um, the inbox instead of the spam folder. So yeah. we take that very seriously. And if we find that there are people, some of our users aren't um, being respectful of that, um, we we take action around that. So like that's very important to us and it's not important to everybody. And you talked about um interaction uh parts of emails being interactive just to help uh, listeners and, and people watching right now just understand some of the elements that you can uh you can have that are interactive then yeah so um one so one of the things that we have in our message builder uh that is an amp feature is what they call a carousel so it's sliding images 
um, that you can navigate through. Uh, other things that you can do with AMP, and it's something that actually a lot of people ask about is, can you put a survey in an email or a poll in the email so people are clicking directly in the email and not having to go to another page? That is an AMP feature. So, um, so yeah, those sort of things where if you want somebody to click on something but stay inside the email and not go to another page, that's AMP. Excellent. If you are watching or listening right now and you've got any questions for Emily or for the product Aweber, please do ask. Use the chat, uh, and we will ask. Uh, we will answer. And if if uh, this is asked afterwards, we'll come back to you and answer afterwards as well. Um, so tell me, you know, some people might say that email is dead. What are your thoughts? You know, email newsletters. I mean, I get so many. I'm un always mm -hmm. unsubscribing. Um, yep. Tell me more. Is email dead? Or is there a huge opportunity that people are still not getting right? Yeah, I mean, not from what I've seen, email is not dead. <laughs> uh, I've seen it be incredibly successful. And, uh, but the way we think about it, I think is dead. And I think that there are still folks who uh, view email as an extension of direct mail marketing. Um, where you are, you know, where you think or the user experience in direct mail marketing is you get a physical piece of mail uh, or a newsletter right back when they were printed newsletters and you're sitting down and reading it cover to cover. And people don't, uh, people don't, people don't read content in that way anymore, right? Uh, we are competing with a million different distractions for people's time and attention, you know, whether that's texts on your phone, a coworker Slack messaging you, a new email, uh, a social media notification, your dog barking in at you while you're trying to work from home, you know, kids interrupting you, all the things. And so uh, how people have thought of newsletters is just dumping a bunch of content in an email thinking that people will read all of it and they're not uh, we have to make sure that the content we are serving folks is um, simple uh, and easy and fast to read and doesn't require them to do a lot of extra work uh, like clicking a million links right um so that part, it also helps people focus on the content you're actually trying to get them to read and the action you're trying to get them to take. So really simplifying um, how much information you're putting in your emails uh, helps with the user experience overall. And that's, I think that's the distinction between modern marketing and um, some more traditional methods. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on uh, your audience, b2c b2b yes, uh the products the services um but is there a uh is it fair to say that the sort of so so from what you've said i mean i can i can totally relate to that that you know I, well full stop i don't do a lot of reading i prefer to listen i prefer to watch um i tend uh you know yeah i tend not to read anywhere near as much as i used to so if i receive an email i just scan have a quick scan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so are we talking about potentially that newsletters should be just? You use the word simple, but I, I, I'm sort of hearing that they actually should be far, far more 
sort of shorter, uh, short is the wrong word, um, uh, to the point, to the point, I guess. Yes. Yeah. To the point and to the point of your goals. Right. And like uh, often a complaint I hear people come to me with is I put all this effort into my newsletter to send it out monthly. I write and <laughs> I curate and I put all my favorite things in there and it's just not doing anything for me and it's exhausting and uh and that is exhausting right to put on all that effort into a newsletter and not seeing what you're hoping to see from it but what i hear uh, often as i'm having that conversation with people is that uh, they don't have any specific goals for their emails so they're sort of just lobbing stuff in it right it's unfocused it's just a bunch of links or thoughts. And uh, if you're, if you're very clear about what your goal is for your emails, then you're going to be focused on providing, like uh, you said, a, a, essentially a flow in the email, like, here's the thing I want to engage you on. Here's the thing I know that you care about that I also care about, or my business cares about. And then how does that flow into the action I want you to take? Is that to uh, become a customer, place an order, book an appointment, um, making sure that you're not just delivering really valuable content, but you're also guiding people to the goal you have in mind for them. So yeah, you're not going to see a lot of results. If you're just saying, here's some content, good luck, have fun, <laughs> you know, um, here's some content and here's how it relates to what I'm trying to get you to do. Book that call, place an order. Um, view more information about a particular service or product, talk to a salesperson, whatever that is. So it has a flow and not just uh, lobbing a bunch of information into an email, hoping people will get it, you know? So we need to have a very clear goal in mind and we've got to ensure that that goal isn't too generic as well that it's just yes. we want more sales which is typically right. what uh, a business owner would say uh, yeah. and and so it's got to be a strategic goal I guess um, mm -hmm. we've not talked about segmentation but I'm guessing that that's the next step is it in terms of engaging that audience yeah I mean part of that is yes yeah. so um, when I I th there are still a lot of people who are sending their emails to their entire list, which, you know, not everybody has the resources to really dig into segmentation. And I get that. Um, but yeah, the next step would be tailoring uh, your emails to specific segments. And again, that's going to relate to your goals. So if you have some of the most common segments, I, I recommend people set up first are who are your customers and who are your leads, making sure those are set up separately. Uh, because uh, if you might have uh, more information that's rele relevant or a call to action, that's more relevant to your leads, right? If you are trying to get them on that first call, or to place that first order, or whatever that might be for you, that call to action is going to be different. And the content might be different too. But your customers, you might just be wanting to keep them engaged with your business, um, with what's going on. And so your call to action might be different for them. So um, 
those are the two segments I tell people to set up first. Um, the other one is just having a main uh, sort of newsletter segment where you are excluding a strategically. And I think that's what people get really confused about with segmentation is they're not sure about uh, what or how to set it up. And um, I like to encourage people to think about, do you have any other automated campaigns going on? Um, and uh, is there a risk of people, those automated campaigns competing with your newsletter? So making sure you're excluding anybody who could potentially be in an automated campaign from your newsletter sends so that you're not competing with yourself on your messaging. Yeah. Okay. And you've mentioned automated campaigns there. And this is, I mean, it's nothing new. They've been around for many, many years, but I would say that the traction in the last maybe year or two is certainly uh, picked up hugely on automation campaigns. Um, what's uh, what's the sort of key elements of an automation campaign? What in terms of well, in terms of the the amount of content that would be in an automation campaign? Let, just describe. In fact, for the audience, just describe what an automation campaign is. Yeah, so it goes by a lot of different names. You know, funnels, flows, workflows, uh, depending on you know where you learned email marketing, uh, and uh, basically those automated campaigns are triggered based on some kind of behavior or condition you've set up. So, um, commonly, you might see those as like a welcome series, and so that's triggered when somebody signs up for your list. Or you might see an onboarding email series. So that's triggered based on behavior when somebody becomes a customer. And uh, those campaigns really capture, they are some of the highest performing campaigns with the most engagement because they're behavior based, right? And so somebody's taking an action with you, they're really engaged with you. So following up with them as soon as possible captures that interest, right? Um, and their attention that they already have. And so you can trigger a number of emails uh, to people based on what your goals are for them. So let's say you have a welcome series uh, and part of that welcome series is to get somebody to place an order, uh, book an appointment, something like that you can then trigger a series of, you know, I like to start with five emails um, that introduce your brand, um, tell people more about your, how you help, who you help and how, and then um, those specific services or products uh, that help people and encourage people to take that next step. So um, in a nutshell, that's usually how I structure a welcome flow, five emails. The tricky part is then like if somebody takes the goal action you had for them, let's say they placed an order, um, stopping that sequence um, from continuing on because you don't want to keep sending them emails after they've done what you what your goal was for them. So usually that's done with tags, right? Um, that's the easiest way to do it. Um which Aweber does a really great job of making sure you can exclude people once they, um, uh, once they take that goal action. So you gave a number there. You said five emails. I'm curious now over what sort of period of time. 
So I like to keep it, um, uh, again, it, it depends on your audience, but um, I, I start with um, two weeks. So sending one every couple of days for two weeks. Usually that um, I monitor it to see what kind of engagement's happening. And we might tighten that time frame to one every day um, or uh, extend it. Uh, again, depending on the length of your sales cycle, if you have a you know six to 18 month long sales cycle, you're going to space that cadence out longer. If you've got a sales cycle that's you know half an hour, <laughs> you're going to have those uh, shorter um, and closer together. Uh, I noticed Cesar Diaz has joined us. Uh, great points, all important, he's saying. Uh, if you do have questions, if you're watching, listening right now, uh, please do ask in the chat with pleasure. Um, I wanted to ask about, so we've got automation campaigns and, you know, you talked about that potentially could be a welcome series. It could be, you know, post buying something. It could be, it, there could be so many different things. Yeah. I'm curious about uh, cold outreach um, and were a Weber are with that. Um, and uh, and whether that's sort of seen as as, uh, as something promoted or not, uh, and and whether you get much of a re whether you see much return on that. Yeah, so cold emailing is its own thing. Like that is its own world uh, because uh, on the back end, technically, it's very difficult to do um, and keep your. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Um, your server, the server that you're sending emails from, if people start marking you as spam, those are registered as complaints. And that dings your ability to end up in the inbox and increases your likelihood of ending up in the spam folder. And you might even get on what they call a block list. So your, your IP address basically cannot, um, your emails will not reach the inbox at all. So um, there are businesses out there, there are, there are tech platforms that specialize in that type of emailing because of this, um, but it takes an enormous amount of resources to do that. So for us at Aweber, we don't encourage um, cold emailing. Uh, it's, it's such a, and from my experience, it is a very difficult tactic uh, the engagement's really low, your open rates are really low, and um, people get turned off much faster than they would uh, if they had given you permission to email them. And so, you're, yeah, go ahead. No, no, so all I was going to, all I was going to say was, um, I, I'm, I, I asked you that on purpose because I was <laughs> curious what Aweber's position was, and it's good to hear that it's about protecting reputation uh, and, uh, and and making sure that whatever the platform is delivering, it's delivering it really well. Which brings us full circle to the beginning, really, because um, I said, you know, is email dead? If you went back many years ago, you would a lot of people would say that email would give you the biggest ROI, return on investment. Do you think there's still space for email to be doing that? Yeah. I mean, it depends. It all depends on the business, right? And in the e-commerce world, email is still bread and butter. Um, but it also um, depends on your ability to track its success. So if you don't have a robust reporting um, 
or analytics team or somebody actually digging into what are the ways you're measuring success and what does that look like for your business, you're not going to see the success, right? Because you don't have the visibility into it. Uh, so, I mean, that's the caveat A, um, but B, like people are still reading emails if they gave you permission <laughs> uh, and you're sending relevant content and offers to them that they're excited to uh, actually read about. Uh, so I think it, it has to be very strategic, um, but if you're just starting or you're a scrappy business with a very few resources, you know, often you're just doing the best you can <laughs> uh, and that's okay too. Yeah. And, and I, I do firmly believe that if you've got an audience that's interested in you, that, that know you already um, and, um, and you talk to them uh, well in your words and let's go on to it and you talk to them as a human uh, then mm -hmm. I think you can get uh, a huge ROI from it. So, so in fact, let's just talk about that. So you, you're very passionate about the actual content of the email and how emails are written. What are the, some of the, the, the best techniques to make that email read and engaged then? And, and how, do you, how do you talk? How should you talk in an email? Well, yeah, I'm very passionate about, uh, you know, treating people like people, <laughs> uh, you know, and I think it gets so hard sometimes because you don't see your audience, right? You're just sort of shouting out into the ether sometimes it feels like. And you're uh, so I like to uh, write emails as if I'm having a conversation with somebody. Um, I like to uh, talk um, or talk to people as if I'm having a conversation, not words like we believe or our philosophy or we want you to, right? I'm using you want, you need, you're struggling with. Here are some ways uh, that you can overcome your challenges. Uh, so I loved, I loved what I thought you were going to fall into the trap of here, here's where you're struggling and here's where we can help you. But you didn't say that. You said exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very clever. <laughs> yeah. Because people have, we are marketed to all of the time, every minute of the day. Right. And so I think our, our, uh, red flags <laughs> or our attention is our antennas are sort of up for that. And so, um, talking to people like people instead of like potential dollar signs. I think uh, that authenticity helps people let their guard down and they pay attention a little bit more. So, uh, but yeah, that's a, that copywriting skill is one that I had to learn, right. As I've grown in my marketing career and um, it can also be a little nerve wracking because you're representing a business often. Uh, and sometimes that business doesn't have a strong voice. So um, going through some voice exercises or even just, like I said, start writing like you're talking to an actual person uh, is super helpful uh, and will help you start um, engaging with people like they're people. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. And I guess, um, you know, if you've got a list of, you know, whether it be a thousand, 10,000, a hundred thousand, it's about, you know, potentially thinking of just that one person when you're writing it. 
Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and you're having conversations all day, every day about your business. And um, I like to, uh, or your subject matter expertise. And so instead of having to put together this beautifully crafted SEO blog post, you know, SEO optimized blog post, and then slapping that into an email, um, think about it in terms of that same content, but how would you be talking to somebody about it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. How would you actually be having a conversation about it? And those two things are hard to line up sometimes, the written and the spoken way of communication. Emily, one of the things that I want to explore uh, before we come to an end is how to build uh, an email list. So, you know, I'm sure that there'll be people watching right now or listening right now that, you know, um, okay, I've, you know, I, I need I need a bigger list. Um, although, although we should say that a lot of people think they need a bigger list, but they just need to engage better with their current list. Yes. But, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, assuming that they're sort of doing that and they and they do actually need to build a list or perhaps they're just starting out. What are some of the top tips on how to build the list, Emily? Uh, well, first of all, you have, uh, number one, you have to incentivize people for joining your list, you need to tell them why they should care. Often I see people say, sign up for our newsletter. And it's like, okay, well, what's in it for me? You know, <laughs> so making sure that you're telling people what are they going to get by signing up for your newsletter? Number one. Number two, make it really easy for them to sign up. So sending them directly to a landing page with a sign up form on it. And it's the only thing they do on that uh, page. Uh, so you're not just like, hey, yeah, just go to my homepage. You'll find the sign up form somewhere, <laughs> you know. Um, so making sure you have a dedicated place for people to do that. Um, it helps focus them and you. Um, and then number three, you have to drive traffic to your sign up form. So um, whether that's uh, whether that incentive, it, that might also be a lead magnet or a freebie or some kind of offer, you have to tell people about it. So uh, posting about it on social media, I mean, literally having posts de dedicated to joining your email list and why, um, or maybe teasing out some content that's coming up on your, uh, that you're going to be sending out exclusively to your email list, posting about it. Um, running ads to it uh, is a to a lead magnet of some kind is a great way to quickly build an email list fast um, and just telling everybody word of mouth is really powerful. So if you're in front of your ideal audience, letting them know that um, that uh, to sign up for your email list or your lead magnet or whatever that is. Um, or anytime you're having a conversation with somebody and they mention something related to your, uh, your area of expertise, tell them, sign up for your email list. Here's how to do it. Uh, so those are the three ways, the three foundational ways that I think I see a lot of people skip over, um, because they're just, you know, trying to do a million things at once, you know, uh, but those are the three simplest ways so, to build your email list so give them a good reason make yes. it make it really easy mm -hmm. and signpost people to it yep exactly simple enough i like it yep yeah any tips on subject lines to get your emails opened 
Yes. So I have lots of those, but the number one tip uh, is putting the word you in the subject line. Um, again, I see a lot of subject lines that are uh, something to the effect of our newest buying guide or our new release, our this, our that. And that doesn't tell a lot of people why they should care, right? Unless they are your mom or grandma who is just so excited to see the email you sent out, right? Um, but just making sure to put the word you in the subject line and what benefit they will receive from opening the email or the, that email will uh, help you reframe how you're thinking about your copy, A, and it's been shown to increase uh, opens uh, in testing. So uh, that's the main tip I like to give people because it's simple and easy to focus on. Uh, finally, any thoughts on frequency and consistency? How to uh, how often should we be sending newsletters out? Yeah, I mean, like any digital marketing, you know, email or social media, consistency matters. Um, and it, A, it helps people remember that they signed up for your emails. Uh, but uh, B, it also helps with keeping your sender reputation healthy. Uh, so I like to recommend um, at least weekly, uh, but not everybody, again, has those resources. So um, the consistency is the most important. So if you're sending once a month, that's great, um, but weekly is even better. Uh, and then, again, depending on your business uh, and your goals, you might bump that up to two or three times a week, depending on your segmentation and and your content calendar and things like that. So, but yeah, weekly is recommended for sure. Brilliant. Um, a Weber, where, where are we signposting people to just straight to the A Weber website? Are we, uh, if people should be speaking to you or direct to the A Weber, where, where, where would you like people to go to explore the tool more and to try yeah. and put some of these things into practice? Yeah, so you can create a, a free account with AWeber um, on our website, aweber.com, and just play around. Check out the AMP features. Those are really cool. They do and, sound very um, cool, actually. I, I, the, the thought of a uh, carousel like you'd see on mm -hmm. uh, social uh, inside exactly. an email sounds really clever. Yeah, um, and just play around and um, and see what you can get, how dirty you can get your hands in playing with your free account. But yeah, check it out. It's it's a fun tool. Brilliant. Well, it's clear to see that email is not dead and there is a huge <laughs> opportunity for uh, a very high uh, return on investment there. Um, Emily, been absolutely brilliant thank you so much for joining us uh if you've been watching or listening and you've got questions for us please do ask afterwards uh, in the chat um but for now that's all so uh emily we'll uh see you again soon thanks for your time on the show today yeah thank you it was a pleasure love geeking out take care everyone <laughs> see you soon you've been listening to the johnny ross audio experience Thanks so much for joining me. If you want to continue the conversation, head over to my website, fleet.marketing, or find me on LinkedIn. That's all for today. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, tag me in your social media posts, and please leave me a review on iTunes. It will make a huge difference for me. I will see you soon.